um, got on there. He literally, they said, you know, what you going to do with the money when you win it? And make a long story short, he said, well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give and and just give it and, and feed the hungry. And I thought that was nice. And so he did, and then he came back on later, and he had a wife and a baby. She was pregnant. And they said, you know, how did everything go? He said, well, I did go out and feed everybody. He said, but I need uh, help with my house. I need help with my baby. And, you know, she's pregnant. So basically, he was really struggling. And I remember him. And I said, well, you know, this man got up and he gave all his money to the needy. It is no, I am not here to say you don't do that, but it's a portion that you have to give to everybody. God is not going to bless you and say give it all because you still have to stand and you still have to live. You help your children, but you can't turn around and say, here, go my paycheck. Go have fun. So it's a portion. And he literally, sadly, he didn't win that next time, and so he walked away with nothing. And you, I, and listen, and I bet you, I bet you, I bet you, all those people he gave that money to, they can't help him. They're not going to help you. So you have to be very wise of how you uh, pull out your blessings. But remember, your platform is to get out there and help other people. Your platform is not for you to get up there and show off. Now, what we are going to be discussing today uh, in 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 reference to the seed, we are going to be talking about, in one of my chapters, it's called Gangster's Paradise. And we're going to talk about how the seed actually go into what we never discussed. It goes into kids, children. Uh, I'm going to read something, and then we're going to go dive right in. This is from Chapter 5, Gangster's Paradise. It says, countless spiritual wolf headquarters are setting up shop in the spiritual realm, remember that, the spiritual realm, waiting to embody anything and anyone in low and high places for opposing God, truth, and stealing his praise. What that really is is that anything that can stop you in your destiny of your promised land, anything that can stop you from moving to the next platform or going to a platform. Many people are in the grave, according to Miles Monroe, and, and most of the wealthiest people are in the grave because their ideas was millionaire, zillionaire, billionaire, whatever you want to call it, and they're in their grave because they had a dream pipe and they never moved the pipe. So with that being said, I have the next one says, they have shackled up and taking living quarters in the churches and the spiritual community as lovers of lies, rape, molestation, and various other sexual immorities. Immoral acts, excuse me, performed by your very own spiritual leaders and other leaders that's in the church. Unfortunately, the shackles, these shackles, Seeds prey on the young and the innocent as early as they can. Why? Because they want to destroy their connection. People say their faith. I'm going to say, I'm going to break it down. The connection that they would have with God. If you mess up a child and you have something to do with the spiritual rim of a leader, that child's going to look at you as you are the next thing to God. 
This is unfortunately happened to priests. Uh, if you do your research, you will find out that so many priests have been caught in the act or had complaints, and they don't do anything about it, and they'll turn around and ship them somewhere else, and they'll go and continue to do what they was doing. So don't get upset at me. How dare you talk about my priest? How dare you talk about me? You know, I gotta, I can't be listening to this podcast, okay? I do understand, but they do have other podcasts out there that will not talk about your priest. Okay? I'm just keeping it real because people want to close their eyes to things, and then they get upset when they see it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, how could this happen? Let me tell you something. It's out there. And when I put a light on it, it's not for everybody to gossip about it. It's for you to be aware of it, and it's for you to break it down, to break it down, to dissolve it, to destroy it. That seed goes from generation to generation to generation. It's not only in a uh, priests, it's in pastors. I mean, it's in pastors, it's in deacons, it's in you know. Listen, I'm going. I'm keeping it real. Now, if you can't handle the realness, I don't know what to say. But if just think about it, if you a child and somebody in a spiritual uh, community do something or say something wrong, I don't want to say so say something wrong because you know you know who you dealing with. They may be talking to you one minute about God and cursing you out the next minute. Even something like that can hurt you as a teen, even as a grown person. And if you encounter something like that, you're going to start saying, I don't believe it's a God because, you know, you know. And it may take you to go to one church, two church, three church. So that can stop you in your ground. So think about it. That seed travels in different places. Now, is in my book on several places in fact. I'm going to just tell you political, music, media, social media, food industry, medical community, homes, and street. All of them want your child. The seed, they want your child. Because God said you should multiply the seed. So if you got a bad seed, guess what? That bad seed is going to multiply. And it's going to find a like seed. And they're going to come together and multiply. So that's why you see even in school, the jocks stay with the jocks. And nothing wrong with that. The nerds hang with the nerds or whatever. So what I'm here to tell you today, let's look at the children. They go to the children because you know why? They want to get that child, your child. That seed want to go into your child and mess up its destination of where it's going or destiny. And when I say the destiny is their goal, their idea of gold, you should leave this earth and say, and know in your heart that God looks down at you and say, well done, my child. But what happened if that seed say, hey, I got to come after you. I got to get you. That seed, well, you know, first let's stop. Miss P, I really don't understand what you're talking about because you're telling me a seed talk. Let me tell you, I told you before, go look at, go listen to it. Go listen to my tapes. We're talking about the spiritual realm. Yes, I believe the spiritual realm have ears. Didn't I, God said the rocks will even praise him if we don't? Didn't I, Jesus, go ahead and get on a donkey? 
And let me tell you something, anything, we don't know, even the birds are singing, everything is moving. How about your dog? You still don't believe me? How about when you come in home 15 minutes before you come home and that dog get up, even, even your cat get up and know that you come at home? You, it's something that you're not hearing. It's called the spiritual realm. Come on, let's get on board. Now, let's go ahead and look at it, what happens. Unfortunately, in the school system, education is where the seed goes. First of all, it's a system that kept prayer out of the school. Prayer is a covering. And it kept prayer out of a school. I feel that was the worst thing they've done. And if you look at it now, kids don't know who they are, where they are, and where they're going. This seed is not allowing the children to recognize that they are more than just a physical being, but also a spirit. That's why suicide is high, high level on the high chart, because you upset and you say, I just want to get rid of this body. They don't understand that it's something beyond them, something in them, something in them that is greater than just a body. So I literally, what I did is I really catered to uh, females in toxic relationships, and I do counsel men too, but I try my best to get the real vulnerable people. And I try to let them realize that you don't have to be this way because that seed can go into anybody. That seed can go into a woman and hurt a man, vice versa. But with the children today, I am happy to say that I use my platform to go ahead and write another book, and it's called Acts Jalen. And it's about an artistic, and I say that, and you have to get the book to understand what I meant by that teenager who literally give advice to the unique. The unique are those who are different. The unique are those who don't fit in the world because they have been told otherwise. One of the groups that have told them where to see go into is bullying. Well, Miss P, how dare you talk about my child? My child is not, Raheen and Billy is not, I don't know what you're talking about. They are not going out there and you're going to tell me they got a seed. Yes, a rebellious seed. That seed will go into, what, what, what did I say? It will, I have to read it again because you're not, you're not hearing me. That seed will go and embody whoever lets them. Well, my seed, my child don't have a seed like that. Let me tell you something. Bullying started, and I, I think I said this in my other episodes, from the mama, from the father, from the family. Your child do not judge somebody by the cover of their book because they just woke up one day and say, I don't like green. They got it from you. They heard it in that household. Okay? Okay, I'm being raw. Right, I know I'm being raw, but hey, listen, that's what I'm, my my platform is for. I have to be raw because some of y'all just ain't going to get it. So yes, little Billy, little Thomas, little Kareen, little Rasheen, yes, okay, little Stephanie, 
little Rachel, it 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 goes in and it be, they become bullies, and they start teasing you, and they start saying, "Oh, look at them." You know why? Because most of the time they are in a position where they are not happy with themselves or they are being bullied at home. Sometimes their older brother, older sister is bullying them. I know this. I can speak this because it happened to me. Somebody in my family did not really like me and they bullied me and beat the mess out of me. I can laugh now, but it wasn't funny at the time. It happens. It can be somebody on your street. I have been bullied with somebody on the street. And then guess what? Guess what I did? That seed bullied me. And then as far as I can remember, I turned around and started bullying. I was a bully. So I know both sides. I was a bully and I went out there and whoever I didn't like, I started the trouble and I beat them up or whatever. And I thought I was doing something. But really deep down inside, I was just I was angry. I was angry at my household. I was angry at my mother. I was angry at my family. And you you just bring it out through bullying. So I was blessed to do a book, first book, and actually it was number one new release on Amazon called Ask Jalen. Give it to someone as a gift. Give it to a child. It's a teenager. And I am so happy to right now introduce his mother. Her name is Regina Brown, and she actually gave me permission to go ahead and do this book. And we're going to ask her some questions so she can literally let y'all know from her point of view, from her eyes, previewing of what it's like to be labeled. Now, that's something that we literally also talked about being labeled because I'm not here to fight and argue with the community, the medical community, and say, oh, you were labeled. What I'm saying to y'all, you don't have to walk around and use your label as an excuse. And then another thing I teach, create your own label. And if you create your own label, you might want to go to the manufacturer called God and see what he said about you. What is he calling you? And hold on to that. Hold on to that. So let's go ahead and meet Regina Brown. Regina, are you there? Yes, I am. I thank you so much for coming on. And I hope that your week and your whole New Year's is going beautiful. And I'm going to ask you some questions. First of all, uh, the book was based on your son. And... He was labeled, he had a label on him through the uh, community, the medical community. So we're not fighting against the label. We are fighting against being stuck and making that label determine where your life is going to be or where your future is going to be. Could you go ahead and tell us about the label? When was he labeled? And how did you feel at that moment? Um, Jalen was labeled autistic when he was a year and a half. Um, I didn't know that he was labeled that. I found out on a piece of paper that I read that I was devastated, of course. (laughs) 
And um, I went because at that time I didn't really understand what autism was. And then once I got the knowledge of what this label was and what it meant, they really didn't give me too much positive feedback as to, you know, what his life was going to be in the future. So it really, really put me in a bad state. But at the same time, I really didn't listen to it. And um, I just started reading everything I could and tried to do find things for him to do that would help him not be autistic. And yes, it sounds. Um, I couldn't imagine what you had to go through, and many mothers out there have, have to go through because that's an early, very early age, um, to find out something. Now. With that, um, now could you tell them how old is Jalen now and how did you keep him from relying on the the label? Um, Jalen is 18 years old now, and basically he never knew that he had that label. I never told him that he was autistic. He found out about that label one day in school, and he came home and he asked me what it was, and I said, Oh, that's what they labeled you. I said, but we don't use that because you're not that. And he said, and I said, I don't you want you to try and use that as an excuse not to do things because you can do everything anybody else does. So, but of course, he's a child. He did try, but I won't. <laughs> that's good. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, and he's doing well. He was in special education. He is now in general education and inclusion where he is in class with regular students getting taught the same thing as regular students and taking tests and passing them and things like that. He struggles in a, a little bit, but not that much because he has the ability. And that's what a lot of people need to understand. Autism is not a end all. You can move out of that label and be a productive person and learn just like everybody else and accomplish things just like everybody else. Excellent. And I like what she said. It's not an end all. So I know a lot of parents out there can relate. A lot of parents is like in that position and they are saying, oh, my God, this is it. This is They don't know where to go. It's a lot of communities out there to help you. It is. And also, uh, you want to stay in contact with people who have been through what you're going through. Now, let's go to the book. The book was written, and actually, it's about Jalen, and he's given, you know, his thoughts to the unique people who could be also labeled. Now, could you tell me what is your thought on the book, and also tell me what was his thought on the book? My thoughts on the book is an excellent book because basically that's how bullying starts. It starts just like that with somebody saying something about you, and then that label sticks to you, and everybody starts labeling you, and you're stuck in that label, and then you feel that, and you turn into that. So you have someone that you're speaking to, Jalen is speaking to them and saying, oh, don't worry about that and giving them another alternative so they don't stay stuck in that label 
So I think the book mm-hmm. is very important. It's put in very simple terms where anybody can understand. A young person, a teenager, even older people can read this book, and it can help them not to be stuck in this label. Okay, people are saying this, but you have to look at the flip side of it. You can use your uniqueness, something special about you, to make a positive impact in your life instead of something negative. Excellent. Again, very, very uh, wise uh, woman who I will say she has literally raised a a wise son. I talked to him personally, and um, he was so excited about the book before he even got out. Um, (laughs) What is your thought on him with this particular book? What what is your you know how do how was his reaction? I know you enjoyed it. What do you want to say about it? He is. This is in his exact words. He said it's an inspirational masterpiece, and it encourages kids and adults to be themselves and to use their gifts and talents to their advantage. In his Listen, own words, you know what. And he also said something before we got the book out. What did he say to you? She showed him a piece of it through the makings, and I let her, you know, get see one page. And when she seen the page, she showed it to him. What was his words? Oh, when are we going to do a second book? Also, he also said something else. He's going to be what? He said, oh, everybody's going to know me. Everybody's going to know who I am. And let me tell you all something. Don't second guess or overlook someone who has a uniqueness or have been labeled in a particular industry. We are not here to cure. We are not here to say this is this is how we solve people with labels. What we are saying is don't allow what someone else says to you, their opinion and their label, stop you. Now, some of y'all might be in a situation where you are under a supervision of a doctor all the time and medication. I'm not saying this your doctor. We are not here to do that. We are not here. We don't do that. We don't have the license to do that. We are not doctors. But what we are here is to bring you good news, the gospel, that you can still be living a life of joy and happiness regardless of some other child, if you're a young person or a teenager, even you're a grown person, opinion of you. Now, a label, that has to do with the doctor and the medical community. We're not knocking that, but we are knocking that you use that label as an excuse to say, I could never be, could never do, it's over for me. So if you listen to this, no, your uniqueness can make a difference. Your uniqueness can give you a platform to go back and help all other uniqueness. So you have no excuse. And with that being said, um, Regina, what would you say to the parents that you know that are battering this um, label right now? I would say don't think about that label. The label is not important. What you have to do is continue to teach your child 
everything that you would, you know, that you were taught as an individual and in going to school. Don't let them feel that they're different. Find the support that they need to push them forward because that label can be changed. It's so many examples of people who were labeled with being on the spectrum of autism. There's so many out there. Um, just for example, Holly Robertson's Pete's son. He was labeled with autism, and he is doing exceptionally well. So just keep on looking for different resources for your children and just fight. You just got to push through it. But that label does not have to stick. They can be a functional adult in this world and add a blessing to everybody's life because they have a unique gift. Excellent, excellent. We want to first of all thank her and we want to encourage her to continue doing what she's doing as a mother because she's doing something right uh, for Jalen to be so positive and those words that came out of his mouth on a masterpiece. He just blew my head up. He just blew my head up. So God got to have to humble me. So his word, I don't even really ask her because his words is like, you have to stop and say, oh, my God. And um, before we go, one of the things I wanted to say, and she is right with the label, I remember the, as a young girl I did a, a piece or a, a report on Hella Keller, and I believe she was blind and deaf. Mm-hmm. And I was just amazed at that at my young age that she didn't let that stop her. So basically, sure. that would take me over to the. Um, I had a. Um, I think I said it last week or something like that, and I don't know if I can actually find it. So if you hear the paper in the background, I'm trying to find it, and I should know it by. Here we go. It says distractions are a waste of time. Excuses are a waste of words. That's by me, Phyllis Y. Whitley. So you have no excuse. If you want to think about excuses, and we talk about adults and children and teenagers, you have no excuse. You can be anyone that you want to be. And if you say, well, nobody is doing it that has a label like mine or or, or that has um, a shortcoming that you think is a shortcoming, you have to realize something. You can create that, and you can create your own platform, okay? You can. You definitely can. So we are so happy that Jalen is doing fine, and we must add that that particular book actually went number one Amazon release. Wow. And his mother, I'm pretty sure his mother was so excited. So the community, your community came together and showed you some love. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, they did. They really did. And we appreciate everyone who purchased the book. And um, we thank them. We thank them. Excellent. And I thank you for using Jalen as the, the main character of the book. And I thank you for writing the book and giving us a voice. You are so welcome, and I do not believe this is going to be the last that we hear about Jalen and also the last that you're going to hear his mother on at least my podcast. If you're interested in having her on your podcast, get in contact with me, and I'll make sure she gets the meshes. Right now, we're going to end it with this scripture. 
First John 4, 4. King James Version. Ye are of God, little children, and I and I have overcome them. Because greater is it is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I chopped it up, so forgive me. <laughs> but you understood. Let's go back. <laughs> because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What is that saying? It's something in you. It is something in you that literally, literally is more powerful than what's on the outside. God looks at the inside. Not at your outside. Could you imagine we was in the world where we did not focus on the outside? So, thank you again for coming into my space. I know we went a little bit longer, but we had to. We had to because we had Regina. We had Jalen. Ask Jalen. Where can you get it? I'm going to tell you that in a minute. Now I need you to go ahead and get your promised land. Please share to all social media platforms because I don't know who you know. Leave a manifesting review and testimony so others can weep the harvest to bring them all in to listen to my raw, spiritual, metaphysical, holistic space of consciousness. Okay? And don't miss this opportunity, of course, to get this book. If you want the dinner, I always give you the dessert. Go ahead and find my book, Spiritology, on Amazon. What's new? Well, we just discussed it with his mother, Regina Brown. Actually, uh, the book is called Ask Jalen. It's number one Amazon new release. And it's actually about an autistic boy giving advice to the unique who has been bullied. And I can actually say he's a, he's really like a man right now. We thank God for him. We're going to end this with thank you, everyone who was here today, and that was Regina Brown in New York City, my homegirl. Remember, if loving yourself is right, you don't want to be wrong.